Tell me about your fast internet. <laughs> My fast internet. <laughs> All right. So they have been laying down new cables around town. And, you know, I go out for my walks during the day because I got to, got to, got to keep fit. And I see these people putting these, the, you know, this conduit down in the ground and I'm looking at it and I'm reading the side of the truck and I'm like Googling the name of the company. It's like, Oh, they put down fiber. I'm like, this is good. <laughs> so they've been putting, <laughs> they've been putting fiber out into the neighborhoods of my town. And, not too long ago, Comcast started offering even faster service. So now I'm doing full-on gigabit. It's not fiber to the house. It's I think it's fiber into the neighborhood, and then the rest of it's coaxial cable, which is you know the predominant way we get. I think most people get fast internet in the U.S. So mm-hmm. it, it was a hassle. You know how it is when you call the cable company and they to do anything, even if you want to give them more money. It's always there's always some hassle involved because it involved. First involved signing up, and then I have to get the cell for the for the um, the cable, which I I cut the cord on the cable service last summer. And it, it's pretty funny now though that when they they have this like set of questions they ask you, and they ask you things like how many devices do you have connected to your your network? And I'll say yeah. oh I don't know between twenty five and thirty maybe. And they're like oh, and then they st- then they stop asking you about the cable TV because they know <laughs> what kind of person you are. I mean, a lot of those things are like huge light bulbs and stuff like that. But there's, you know, I mean, I've got, especially when my um, older kids are around, I've got a lot of people with a lot of devices and computers and home kit stuff and, you know, just things um, all attached to this network. So I wanted, and I've always wanted to, always wanted to be fast for a couple of reasons. I mean, I rationalize it because I figure on a Skype call like this, it's good to have as low latency as possible. And I figure every sure. little bit helps. There's that. Um, I download lots of software. Uh, it's amazingly fast now. It is full-on gigabit. But I guess, boy, um, I got, I'm getting way ahead of myself. I, I did have to have someone come out because they didn't they, – they managed to somehow – first of all, in the U.S. too, the cable companies like to rent you a modem, a crappy modem, right? A really – uh, yeah, and, and they do it for like seven, eight, nine dollars a month. So this is probably the kind of modem you could walk into a store and buy for fifty dollars. So after you know six months, you've paid for it, and then you keep paying on paying for it for years, and it makes no sense. So I got myself a good, you know, I get Doxus three cable modem uh, on or maybe it's three point one. Don't at me. Uh, I got it on Amazon, you know, <laughs> and and they were unable to get it on the account. They ended up like leaving the old modem on the account, which screwed up the service. A guy came out, guy's like, "Well, we'll have to test this." And he was, you know, we were talking about it, and we're going through the um, going through troubleshooting. And I'd already done a bunch of stuff, and he could kind of tell I I semi knew what I was talking about. And he's like, "Well, we need to connect this to you know by the wire to a laptop or something." So I brought over a laptop and. He's like, oh, well, you're not getting it because the Mac doesn't support gigabit Ethernet. I'm like, oh, oh it's like, okay, all right, all right. And and at some point, though, then it comes out that he's like, what do you do? I was like, well, I review like tech stuff and things like that. He's like, and then there's like this long pause. He's like, you're not reviewing Comcast, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I, I know. And I was like, I was like, hmm, good idea. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you tell them that you are, and then, they, you know, they, you'll get a like, slightly better service, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, long story short, I guess, uh, he didn't help a lot, but he did get it. He did get the, the service up and running, but it wasn't running as fast as it was supposed to. And 
I I ended up I ended up fi- figuring out that it was a bad uh, gigabit Ethernet converter. The Apple USB C to Ethernet adapter that I had, sure from Dongletown. It for you know they're made by Belkin for whatever reason. It just didn't have the throughput anymore. For I don't know if it burned out or what because those things get really hot. Um, so I went over to a store and bought this little anchor thing, which has got Ethernet plus a few USB A's on it, and tried that. It worked like a charm. So everything's cool now, and I've got an even more complica- complex uh, Wi-Fi setup than I had before. Including, I've been lately doing these AirPlay two speaker sets that I've been setting up in my house. Um, oh my god! <laughs> I wrote about one of them on Max Stories. Well, you know, so once they updated the the airport uh, the airport expresses, right? I just ha- just happened to have two of those lying around, as you do. I took one of, of them, <laughs> took one of them, hooked it up to this thing that was called a Griffin. Oh God, I think it's called the Griffin Twenty or something like that. It was a little Griffin made this thing for about six months, where uh, it the the very first generation of the airport was looked more like a MacBook uh, power adapter, right? It was like the rectangular thing, and it plugged into the wall. And sure. the, the newer ones look like Apple TVs. But this thing, the, the Griffin 20, was designed to fit that older, that older um, first-generation Airport Express. And they finally got this thing out the door, shipped. It was available for sale. And six months later, Apple changed the whole form factor of the Airport Express. So it was a very short-lived product. But it's just like this little tiny amp. You hook up speakers to it. I have some to my outdoors backyard um, hooked up to it. And I just put this new Airport Express on it. It doesn't fit neatly and tidily like it was designed to because it's not a first-generation one, but it still works, still has the inputs. And now I have uh, AirPlay 2 to the outside, and then I was like, huh, I found another Airport Express, and I have some old speakers in the basement. So I got myself a little tiny amp that you can get at Amazon for like $25 and hooked that up like two days ago. So now I basically have surround sound as I sit down here working. I just you're just finding these things around your house or there's another airport express it just <laughs> I really think Rob that this what I'm explaining here is an elaborate system of procrastination because yeah sept- because definitely. September is extremely busy at Mac stories and I've had a hard time getting myself started on a few big projects so instead I just like plug in wires and do all this other stuff because uh, you know everything becomes a, an article at some point well, of course. Yeah. So that that's, seems fun. That's my high-speed internet story. I do have high-speed internet now. I do have two sets of AirPlay 2 speakers, uh, and they work quite well. If anybody has one of those old Airport Expresses lying around, you can add some speakers and a cheap amp to it, and you're good to go. Wow. Well, there you go. We need to talk about Mastodon again. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Did you, you did you have any particular questions for me, or are you still tooting? I I tooted. I felt I felt guilty that I hadn't tried it out enough after the last episode, and so I was I've gone on uh, Mastodon a few times and poked around here and there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still still there. Still not using Twitter. Um, I've been on maybe twice, mm-hmm. two or three times in the last last week or so. Okay, just to see if I've missed anything. Not I much. Haven't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, as I said last week, obviously there's certain people, you, for example, you know, you are still tweeting as opposed to being on Mastodon or whatever. Right. Um, you know, so there's, you know, there's a few people that I'm not seeing stuff. So I will pop in and just see if I've missed anything interesting or whatever. 
Um, I've added a few more feeds to my automatic RSS bot, um, you know, just so I'm kind of getting news and things like that, the stuff that I want. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm still using it. I'm still pretty happy with it. I haven't heard any terrible political news or I haven't got angry by stuff I've seen. So yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty great about it. Well, that's good. I mean, I have heard, you know, that of course there's like the backlash story of like I think it was Will Wheaton was kind of mobbed yeah. off of off of Mastodon. I can't can't say that I read all the details, um, but but that was out there. Uh, whatever. I mean, I've gone on a few times. It's fine. I've also stayed on Twitter, but I've been using it less. Um, I think. I th- to some degree, what Twitter is doing with their API has had the intended effect because I have found myself in the official app once in a while, um, mostly for notification type stuff. And, and I've started to notice, at least with TweetBot, and I just don't know if this is a TweetBot thing or an API thing, but I've noticed missing tweets. And it's very hard to, to notice a missing tweet, to actually see a hole in your timeline. But you, you do notice them from time to time. Like I saw you know, Kyle's the gray respond to something that Mike had said. And I looked at the details. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, I don't remember seeing that. And I actually scrolled back and I was like, Oh yeah, I never saw Mike's tweet about that, you know? And then, and yeah, and that, that happens too a lot with, I noticed it with Federico too, because he oftentimes retweets or tweets about articles that all of the whole team, you know, writes on the site. And I was like, Oh, I never saw him tweet about that book review I did. And lo and behold, he, the only reason I knew that he did was because later in the day, he's like, oh, yeah, that, the author of that book, he retweeted my tweet about your, your article. I was like, oh, okay. I had no idea that you had even done that because it wasn't in my timeline to begin with. And I just thought he hadn't done it. So I, it, if that is – and I kind of feel like if, if I notice those because, because of other, you know, other context – that there's got to be like five times that probably happened in real life of people who where I just, you know, they tweet something, but maybe nobody said anything, you know, nobody that I were mutual followers with said anything back to them about it. And then I just never see it. And, and I don't really care that I see every single tweet. I don't feel like I need to see every single one. But I also don't want to feel like things are just dropping off the timeline randomly for no particular reason. Yeah, it's definitely not a good look. And as you, I mean... Maybe it's Tweetbot. I, it could be a side effect of them losing the streaming API. Um, right. You know, because previously they would have been receiving every tweet as it came in, whereas now they're loading them all. So maybe there's something wrong with the logic of loading the tweets. Right. It could be anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, the apps, the API, all of this kind of stuff. Like that's like the other side of like why I'm enjoying Mastodon so much because the APIs are there. They're not being locked down. I can. I mean, Twitter now, I can't create any new apps in Twitter and get API keys because they're locking that down there. You have to, like, justify it to them and yeah. they'll review it and approve it and all that kind of stuff because I went in there the other day to get a key to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just had to use a key from one of my other things that I'd built, one of my other integrations, because they won't let me create a new one. Really? Um, yeah. Or I mean, I certainly couldn't see the button for it. Yeah, um, that's too bad. You know, which is kind of annoying, and as I say, like maybe I just want to build some silly stuff or just mess around with the API or do whatever. And you know, with Mastodon, I can do that. Yeah, that, that's too bad. I, you know, another thing I noticed today, I found out today. I don't know if you're familiar with Andrew Hart's app called Twim. It was like it was like um, 
instant messaging built on top of Twitter DMs, basically. Yeah, I remember that. It's no longer there. I mean, it's on the store still, but it it's not as useful. And I think he may take it down just because, from what I've heard, because uh, you know, there's delays. It's it's not really doesn't really work as instant messaging if it's not instant, right? You can't calling yeah. it calling it twim when you've got like a you know four to five minute. Uh, delay isn't really accurate anymore and there are other limitations that affect it so like uh the like there's no you know group messaging in third-party apps so yeah it's it's kind of a shame it's definitely putting a i don't know putting a crimp in the style of of innovation on on twitter i i just don't i don't know why anyone would build anything at this point and i'm not even sure that the 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 ones who already are are going to stick with it all that much longer no, I mean, I, I've seen on Mastodon, um, you know, some of the Twitterific people and, you know, the Tweetbot guys have, you know, clearly, I mean, I think it would be crazy to assume that they weren't at least investigating building a Mastodon app. Yeah, um, Tweetbot did, you know, a, because... uh, did an app.net client at one point, remember that? Oh, yeah. I forget what yeah, it was called. Was, <laughs> uh, it was called Netbot. Oh, that's right. And it was, the icon was like a black rather than a blue. Right. Um, you know, it it would be it, it makes sense for them to look investigate it because of course they've got a lot of the quote unquote infrastructure. I mean, we both know it's not quite so easy to just you know you can't click your fingers and make it work. But um, right. you know, I think they're certainly giving it some serious thought. And you know, I'm beta testing a couple of apps. Um, we it, the app situation is not great on Mastodon right now. Um, there's some good things in all of the apps, but none of them really do exactly what I want. Um, you know, but I'll keep an eye on it. I'm sure something will happen soon. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, I, I've not been super impressed with the crop of Mastodon apps that are out there so far. Uh, but given the interest, I assume somebody will get on top of that. And it just strikes me as there's money to be made there unless because it's, I don't know. I mean, maybe people don't feel like they can charge, but I would think that you could, you could charge for an app on that that ran as a Mastodon client. I mean, the first person that gets a Mac app out is going to make a lot of money in the first few days. Is because... there not one at all? Because I I went looking and I couldn't find any, and I really don't like using it through the web. So there's two. There's one which is essentially a web wrapper, but it adds a bunch of features, so like notifications and uh, keyboard shortcuts, that kind of thing. Oh, sure. Um, but, you know, you can kind of achieve that with Fluid yourself, which is what I'm using right now on the Mac. Right. Um, and don't then get, there's don't, a... don't get me started about Electron again, Rob. I'm not. We're not talking about Electron. Just, <laughs> okay, just Fluid. Okay. Just a web wrapper. I heard, I heard, I heard web wrapper, <laughs> and I just started, started getting itchy. Um, and then there's a second app, which... Looks quite nice, but when you click on like a tweet, a toot to see the the detail, it slides the window, and the window gets bigger and smaller. Um, hmm. So that doesn't really work, you know. Presumably for you or for me, because I, I imagine you keep Tweetbot and or whatever else in a single column in a certain place. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, right now those are the only two options. So I am just using the the website in a fluid wrapper with a bunch of CSS customizations that I've made. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, uh, I've used, I use Fluid for Toggle, um, and it works pretty well for that because I just don't like anything that's a service that I'm going back to periodically throughout the day. I really just don't like having it in a tab. It just gets too easily lost. 
yeah definitely and i mean for for all i you know i i agree with you a native app is always going to be kind of a better experience like mastodon's web app is very very well built for a web app yeah um you know yeah it's not ideal for a native experience you know on a mac or even on ios but the web app is very very good and it does cover most of my use cases i just wish it was more customizable because i don't like there's just a lot of columns going on there that i just don't care care about yeah there's yeah i definitely like to see because you can add columns but you can't get rid of some of the columns yeah, that was my, um, that was my. I mean, look, I've got very limited experience with it, but uh, my my limited experience was that I couldn't get rid of all of these things that I'd want to get rid of. I mean, maybe what they're telling me is I shouldn't get rid of them because I should care about the federated timeline, because then I feel like I'm part of the um, part of the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, the the federated <laughs> timeline. Oh, yeah. You, you still have an account on? Is it is it Mastodon social? Yeah, account? yeah. And so I yeah, go so on. It's like it's like oh. half the time it's in Japanese and Korean and nothing else. Yeah, the federated Which timeline is, over there because there's so many users is it it, it gets a bit unmanageable. Yeah, because it's just it's it's like the old Twitter firehose. It's just everybody just going. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not ideal. I suppose that that works a lot better if you if you've got your own little private thing with you know a dozen people. Yeah, m- mine is mine's okay. Um, I don't think I've connected outside of a, a a very few specific instances, and my federated timeline mostly looks like my personal timeline. Yeah, that's what um, I think. Yeah. Um, I, all right. So right. So the that that makes sense. So. Your personal timeline is all the people you follow, and your federated timeline is all the people you follow, plus any links you've created to other instances of Mastodon, right? Yeah, so that can be like people I follow. It could be like people that they follow, maybe, or people they've re- uh, you know they've boosted their tweet or tweets. Just I'm just gonna say retweet. You know, please do because toot is terrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's kind of if they've interacted with other people and then like Got my it. my instance will start pulling in, you know, statuses from those people. So my federated timeline will eventually build up. Yeah. Um, and there was a new release of Mastodon this week um, and it's got a new feature called like a relay server. So you can you can subscribe to the relay server to like populate your federated timeline with more um, statuses if you want. Oh, okay. So like, you, you know, there might be a an instance where everyone on there is talking about something I'm interested in. Well, I can, in theory, connect to the relay with that instance, and that will that will like feed the their statuses into my instance, so that like my federated timeline becomes a bit more populated. I haven't really looked at that too much yet, but you know, it's that only came out a few days ago. How is that different than just connecting to another instance? So the way you don't directly connect to another instance, so it's only if you follow like a specific person. Uh, so this is like okay. So this is more like following the instance than following the people. Right, exactly. It, it, they they say it's kind of designed for people who've just started an instance where there won't be any statuses there. Um, <laughs> yeah, trying to fill the fill the empty void. Right, exactly. Um, you know, but it's I don't know. It's interesting right now, but it's it's still pretty early. Um, th- th- you know, there was there was some pretty good stuff in the update, like custom CSS. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, I saw so that. I can I can actually customize it in my admin settings. No, oh, nice. Um, because I run the instance, so like a lot of the tweaks that I've done, I've got you know I put a little 
website together with all the the tweaks I've been making just to make the web app slightly better. Um, mm. I can actually put those directly into my instance now. And your instance could be private if you want it to be, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can do that. In which case, someone might be able to follow you and see what you're doing, but they wouldn't see the rest of the stuff there. I don't know. <laughs> see, it gets confusing fast. You know what I really don't like is that I picked my username and I accidentally it auto capitalized the J, so it it really bothers me to look at my username, which is just oh, like and you twi- can't change it, can you? I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> and then it just happened. I suppose. Do you think that it's? I think it's names a namespace thing. Do you think I can grab the other one? I have no idea. <laughs> I honestly don't know. <laughs> Do, should I even care? Probably not. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll, I'll maybe worry about it if you decide to actually start using it. Yeah, I know. Maybe I, I don't know. Anyway, that's enough about Mastodon. Goodness gracious. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. It's good. It's 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 a shame though. I you know I don't see Joe Steele anymore, or you, or Dan, or I forget who else. I mean, there's a handful of people who are just like gone from Twitter. Oh, yeah. Wow. Frank's which is gone. Yeah, Frank's Frank, gone. Which, which is he's another... called Simon now. He has a real name now. <laughs> he's a real boy now. Yeah, Simon was all grown up, and we can call him by his proper name. He um, he he was one of the people who uh, protest Twitter, did the the Twitter protest, and quit for a few day, for like a week or two. Um, but he came back, so I assume that he's peaking too on some level. Uh, but you know, Merlin's gone. Merlin's not tweeting. Last I looked. Um, there's a bunch of people who are gone, which is too bad. I mean, it's it's one reason, like I said, I think um, my use of Twitter has definitely uh, definitely dropped off. Although I was tweeting in Korean earlier today. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, um, I did, did see you? that because we were talking about Twitter just before we recorded, and I did actually see that. <laughs> I'm, I'm testing the bounds of, uh, of Google Translate. Yeah, well, let's just hope the Translate went well. Um, but I hope so, too. It's interesting. <laughs> It's interesting what you said, you know, about like you sort of tweeting less and, and using Twitter slightly less, maybe. Um, because I've noticed this with a lot of people who, you know, somebody like you who writes for a website. So, you know, you have a certain audience who are generally going to be quite opinionated about certain things. Yep. Um, you know, and actually, you know, your followers, I think you're in a fairly low numbers compared to some people. Right. Um, you know, you start getting into the 30, 40, 50,000 followers um, sort of amount. And I kind of noticed a lot of those people just aren't really tweeting anymore because it's just too much hassle. It, you know, because for everything you tweet, you're going to get a response from it, at least one. Um, you know, potentially hundreds. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. Like I, I know. Like the, the, Like for instance, despite uh, parallel tweeting with Federico all day, we hardly ever like interact on Twitter ever anymore. Uh, we don't have to. We could. But uh, that's what I mean when I say using Twitter less. I mean it's become more of a, it's more of a marketing tool for Mac stories than it is uh, a way for me to chat with my friends, which is too bad. But I mean it is what it is. I guess it's kind of a rotten place yeah. in a lot of ways. So um, anyway, yeah, let's move away from all the social networking <laughs> stuff and more something more fun. I don't want to get all heavy again. No, definitely not. Um, we are two days away from Spider-Man for PS4 coming out. You know, and I only just ordered it, I think, yesterday. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I, and I, I should have asked you, and um, I didn't know what which version to get. And... Um, well, I'm not, I assume you only had two versions available to you. Well, there's three. There's like the regular, there's like the regular version, the deluxe version, and then there's like the 
crazy, you know, figurine, crazy uh, expensive version, which I think that's what you got, right? That's the one I've got. That's completely sold out. I, yeah, even I if you saw was. it on a website, you weren't going to be able to get that. Yeah, no. I, when I did a search, I saw it come up on Amazon, but I wasn't ever really considering that one anyway. So um, I didn't. It, it probably isn't available here. I just didn't even really didn't bother looking. So I ended up just. Get, I just ended up getting. You know what? I ended up getting the base version because. I mean, I think that's fine. There's nothing wrong with the base version. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I was tempted. By the DLC and the uh, and the extra Spidey suits, but the reality is is that September is one of my busiest work months, and the chance that I'd get very far into Spider-Man in September are slim to none. So I figured, you know what, I'll just get the base one now. I'll try it out. If I really get into it later when I have more time, I can always get the DLC then. Yeah, I mean, as I say, I've got the super duper collector's edition coming um it should be dispatched tomorrow for delivery friday so my weekend is completely wiped out i'm not doing anything else (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah friday that'll be good i mean i hope i also i'm this was probably a bad this was probably a mistake i went with the physical copy part of it okay part of it is our drive connected to the PS4 is getting full. Now, there's a lot of junk on there. I think there's a lot of demos and other junk that I could probably get rid of and fit. So that's not really a very good excuse. But um, sometimes Amazon sells the physical copies for cheaper. And yep. I just so I just went for it because I figured, well, I'm not in a hurry, super big hurry, until I thought just now, you know, it would be good to get it earlier in the day because I usually don't work on Friday afternoon. So Friday afternoon would be a good time to play it. But my UPS guy rarely gets here before like 5 or 6 p.m., which kind of sucks. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I can still play it. It's still not that late. But at the same time, I mean, if I could have it, you know, midday, I'd be playing it midday. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm lucky and unlucky. I'm in work that day. But right. because it's being delivered to work, I can guarantee that it's going to be there before five o'clock before I leave. Ah, uh, yes. Um, you know, because it's a business address, so those are the hours they deliver. Sure. So, you know, I imagine I'll probably have it by like two, three o'clock. But of course, you know, I won't be able to play it because I'm not just going to leave work at random. Yeah, no, it's probably not. You know, oh, I got to leave. I got to go play Spider Man. That doesn't really. That probably doesn't float very well. <laughs> Yeah, the the parcel turns up and I just go, oh, oh, well, I'm really not feeling well. See you later, guys. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, there have been so many good games. Do you see there's going to be another Nintendo Direct tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I did. I'm yeah, pretty excited. That's... I'm pretty excited. You know why? I think they're going to tell why? us more about the online service. Oh, of course. Yeah, isn't that coming out? Like, in, quote, in September. And they, they teased it a little bit more on Twitter. Not that you'd know. A few days ago, Nintendo America had a, um, uh, basically it was like, oh, now you can play with your friend. You can be Mario and he can be Luigi, you know, that kind of thing. Um, sure. And and so they teased that, but all this, all, there's, there's still so little information about it other than, you know, what the price is and that it's coming in September. Um, the The teaser for tomorrow really didn't say much other than 3DS and Switch games. So they didn't say they were going to talk about it, but I think they will. Yeah, I mean, I think you're probably right. As you say, they they said it's coming in September. I mean, what on earth does that mean? Right. Um, you know, it, it could be tomorrow. They could go, oh, it's live now. Doesn't seem like they will. 
Um, you know, but they've got another three weeks, I guess, three, four weeks. Right. But yeah, I imagine we're going to see a little bit more about the online service and, you know, hopefully some new games, I guess, or yeah. at least some more information about the ones that are coming. Well, just last week they did the one with, they did, they did a Nindies, right? Where they did a lot of the indie games that are coming. There was some really nice stuff in that, uh, in that, that uh, video stream. Uh, I don't know if you saw yeah. it. I, I saw some of it. I feel like I always watch the ones where they, they do the, the nindies. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, look at these games. These are all really, really nice. And then I will forget them all. Yeah, it's really I'll easy never play any of them. I know. It's really easy to forget them. You really, it's like <laughs> they really need to be written down. Or you find one of those articles that does like the roundup afterwards and, and tuck it away somewhere. But it was really cool because um, this was the first time I knew about something that was going to be in a Nintendo Direct before it actually happened. Because Ooh. our friends at Panic Software are the publishers of Untitled Goose Game, which was the very last, you probably didn't even notice, they flashed the Panic logo so fast, but the very last game that was that was um, talked about was Untitled Goose Game by House House, and it's kind of a really funny store game where you play as the goose, and it's really kind of elements of stealth and uh and puzzle solving and, and that sort of thing and it looks really neat and we we heard about it a few days in advance and and had a story up on mac stories about it which was was cool it's coming in 2019 there's no actual release date yet but but it looks like a fun game yeah i remember when the developers got it must maybe six months ago maybe a year ago yeah it was they almost put up ago. like a little video or something or on reddit i guess maybe on their website or youtube or something like that yep um and i remember seeing this game and i'm thinking I really want to play this. Like, I need this in my life right now. Yeah, um, it was last then, November. You know, it, it was last November. It was a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. So it, it was a long while ago. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I will. I'm going to rely on you to tell me when that's out next year. Yeah. Now, <laughs> like, I have not seen it in action. I have not seen it in action. All I've seen are the same. I saw the uh, the pre-alpha footage that went up last November and the trailer that was released in connection with the Nintendo thing. It was. There was a playable version at PAX West this past weekend, and there were, I was looking on Twitter, and Cable Sasser was there, and he was doing this little video, and he was showing the line of people in line to play Untitled Goose Game, and it just stretched on and on and on. And it, uh, from the few little reports I saw of people who got a chance to play it, it looked like it was a lot of fun. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, so Spider-Man, um, though, right? You've got your Spider-Man yeah. coming, and where, are you excited? Oh, I'm very excited. I, I've been avoiding the reviews. Um, I've seen the scores from all the different sites, um, yes. but I, I'm, I'm not going to watch any reviews or read any because... Same. I mean, I've already spent my money at this point. I've already pre-ordered it. I'm going to play it. So, um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited to get home Friday, eat some food, and then probably not move again until Sunday night. Yeah, I, I saw that... I mean, at one point, the embargo lifted. I guess it was yesterday morning, and... My entire timeline was nothing but thumbnails of articles on various, you know, in various publications about games um, or about the Spider-Man game in particular. And uh, people seem really excited about it. I heard Game of the Year, breathe, you know, said on Twitter a couple of times. But um, I, too, have been kind of avoiding the reviews because I just want to play it and enjoy it and see what it's like for myself. Yeah, definitely. Sorry. Right. Um, I think that'll probably do us, I think, for this week. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Well, um, show notes will be up, ruminatepodcast.com slash 71. So we've gone past 70 now. I think we're, we're doing pretty well, barreling towards 100 eventually.
Yeah, we're gonna get there. I, I'm I'm excited. I'll uh, you know I was just looking and uh, it's amazing. This it's uh, we've been doing it for a long time now. It's just it, I kind of always feel like I just started podcasting, but I guess we've been doing it for yeah. a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's been good. So uh, yeah, show notes will be there. You're on Twitter. Yes, I'm not. I am. <laughs> I'm on Mastodon. Don't so, at me, bro. Yeah, well, you, people can <laughs> at me. It's really nice over on Mastodon. Okay. Everyone's really, everyone's really pleasant to each I'll other. I'll go over there and 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 uh, shake it up a little bit. Yeah, brilliant. All right, talk Good to you later, Bob.